That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey. Hey. I'm here with Irk. You want to give a hey in the background? Hey. 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 Deeper. Hey. 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 All right, everybody. Tom Martin is in studio with us today. It's a fun show. Hey, there's a point when uh, Natasha will reschedule. Natasha Legera, she'll reschedule. Um, and then we did her theme song anyway. And then there's a point in the show where Lynn does live, does a song sort of um, to welcome Tom Martin. But uh, we edited a little. We took the second half of the song. So you'll know. it. We we set it up and then it comes in halfway through the song. So just when we get there you'll know. Um, oh, by the way, Max, thanks for sending that in. You know when we say we're going to talk till the, the words come on the song? That's called hitting the post. Thank you, Max. Um, by the way, Brandon. Brandon or Brendan? Brendan. Brendan? How Brandon. do you know? Oh, he doesn't say on here, but we get, I get that. I, I know what you're talking about, Brendan, that I, you know, like that old cheesy pickup line. What is that? It's like, uh, if I could rearrange the alphabet, I'd put you and I together. Right. But, but the joke with Brendan and I get it is this guy's really dumb and he'll be like, Hey, if I could rearrange the alphabet, we'd be fucking <laughs> I just picture someone going, well, I think you have that a little wrong. No, no, no. I get it. If I could rearrange the alphabet, and then you come in with what's right. You go. You'd put you and I together? No, no, no. If I could rearrange the alphabet, we'd be fucking. I don't think this guy gets it. Um, Thank you, Brandon, 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 Brandon. Um, Hey, by the way, Lynn Shore, musical director of the Todd Glass Show, um has a it's called well it's basically a mid it's a mid it's a it's a midlife crisis comedy musical and um i know in a few months they're taking it to new york where it's going to be on broadway for real 
So for now, it's still in the Los Angeles area. So if you want to find out when it's going to be near you in the next few weeks or the next month, uh, go to, it's called Happy 50-ish. And uh, the website is called www, this is very easy, www.happy50ishmusical.com. So go there and find out where it's going to be, and, um, and that way you'll know. So if you like the music Lynn does, then go to that website and find out where it's going to be near you. But do it today. Also, uh, go see, uh, if you're a fan of Rory Scovel, I am, he, tomorrow night, Saturday, he'll be at the um, UCB. I think it's a midnight show. But uh, go see him there. I'm telling you, you will have a great time. I promise you that. Um, all right. Oh, oh, we got the coolest, we're doing t-shirts and um, with, uh, who, who are we doing them with? Blue Collar. With Blue Collar. Uh, I probably am saying it wrong. With uh, Andrew Todd over there. And uh, we got a coolest, the coolest idea for a shirt from, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ian from Ian. Toronto. Ian from Toronto. Picture if you made, you took a grilled cheese sandwich with a lot of cheese. Then you cut it in half. Diagonally. And then you pulled them apart, and all the cheese was stringy, spelled out, the Todd Glass Show. That's right. I guess I'll meet Ian in uh, Toronto next week. Oh, I'm in Toronto next week at the Comedy Festival. Come on, go check it out. I get there this Monday, two days, three days from now. So um, there you go. Also, I'll be back at the Omaha Funny Bone November 1st through the 4th, so... And then I'm going, uh, doing a lot of Louis C.K.'s tour dates. I'm not doing all his tour dates, but I am doing a lot of them. So I'll see you next week in Cleveland and Minneapolis and St. Louis and all that stuff there. So I think we got everything out of the way. Um, oh, Al Olafer sent us in this meatball song, which I loved. We played it this show. And um, there you go. There's so much to plug. It's okay. It's okay. And then two days from now, this Sunday, before I head to Toronto, I'll be uh, downtown at the Comedy Festival doing some show, doing one show, an 8 o'clock show at The Smell. I think that's what it's called. This Sunday, two days from today. All right, there we go. We got that all out of the way. Um, it's all good. Hope you enjoy the show today. This is the longest opening in the world. How long? This is five minutes and 25 seconds. The opening. The opening. All right. So um, that's it, everybody. You're great. I'm proud of you. Um, the 8th of October, me and Paul F. Tompkins are finally sitting down and doing the, the serious show. I know I've talked about that a lot. That'll never happen again where I just say, oh, we're doing it, we're doing it. But I really wanted to, I got some emails and I just, I'm, I, in a weird way, I'm glad that we waited so long. This show, the way I'm looking at it, even though I, it'll be appropriate for a lot of people to hear it for different reasons, it is directed to one child's mom and dad. And, but I know that represents thousands and thousands of parents that need to hear this. But one specific person that wrote me in, 
by the way, there's many letters that I got that this is appropriate for, but one specifically that made me say, these parents need to hear this, even though I know there's many parents that need to hear this. Um, you know, this listener said his parents will listen to it. And uh, he's, you know, he's gone through some hard times right now. So I hope that his parents listen to this show. But again, it's going to cover so many topics, but specifically a kid that's, his parents are not accepting who he is. So there we go. Now you might think, God, that was a serious little thing I just dropped, but it's okay. It's all good. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's show, everybody. You good? Okay. Any words of uh, wisdom there, Irk? No, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show? All righty. Bye. You're great. <laughs> now entering Nerdist.com. Every time you make fun of me, it says, you know, in a new friend, can I tell you something really? Hold on. Let, let me, let me, uh, let me, let me yeah, start the podcast. Yeah, I'll that's a horrible way to go. <laughs> All right, you can start recording. You, oh, you are? Well, I don't know what we call this. Well, because, because, okay, before we start, Tom Martin is here. He was on our first show. Greg is here. And then Lynn is here. And George is here. And then, of course, Katie and everybody else is here. Irk and Chris. And then uh, before the show, Lynn and Tom were making fun of me. And it reminded me of what I thought my friend Dave Olson said in 10th grade. It was brilliant. I know we haven't started the show yet. But he, we met some of his friends at college. And what happens when you meet new friends? Well, we never thought about it this way until Dave Olson, brilliant at whatever age we were at, broke it down. And we were all making fun of Dave because we met his friends. Do you follow me? Mm -hmm. Like I met some of uh, Dave's, uh, Dave Olson's friends. And we kept making fun of Dave all night. He goes, you know what? If the only thing you guys have in common is bonding to bond over is making fun of me. It's okay. And we went, you motherfucker. He pointed it out, and then we were aware of it. Like, wh that's all we had in common. So that's why I bring it full circle. If all you have is to... I thought you and Lynn had more of a close friendship where you had a lot to talk about. Now, obviously, the uncomfortability, you're just making fun of me. And you're going to try to wiggle out of this, but you're not. You admit it that I'm right, and I caught you. There will be no making fun of me on today's show. I will be... All you guys, I know what you do. Off the air, you compliment me, you say nice things. The minute we get on, you turn on this different persona, and there will not be any of that on this show. Well, what were you well, saying before we, went on, before we started the show? What were you saying? Well, I was saying that we have... What did you say this show did for you? And don't fuck with me. On your child. <laughs> what did you say this show did for you? It lifts my spirits. That's the way we fucking start the show. Play the goddamn jingle. Lifts your fucking spirits. Very you funny guy. you said it. <laughs> you fucking call me back this time. Then don't call me ever again because we're done. The Todd Glass Show launches August 12th. Todd. I can't say it though. Hey, it's Zach. Oh, it's Zach Galvanakis? Listen, man. I don't know to come on the Hello. podcast. Hello. 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 Central presents. People love this, they said. Oh my god, Comedy Central presents me. Ryan Regan. Dump that yeah. bitch, Tom Lankus, 865 4100. Do you want me to do the podcast? Just... Brian Regan wants to do the Todd Glass Show. You want him to beg? Yeah. Mark Maron? I'm the guy that can't come on the Todd Glass Show. Yeah, you know why? He really fucked me over that, Mark Maron. Oh, Jimmy Fallon? This is the announcer from Jimmy Kimmel. I don't fuck around. I atop Black Horse Motors. That's right. Uh, Lynn Shore's here, everybody. Show. Uh, what's this? What the fuck is this? 
What the fuck is this? Seriously, what the fuck is this? Listen to the words carefully. It's knowing that the Podcasters Association of America We got voted number one by the Podcast Association of America. Has voted the Todd Glass Show the number one podcast on the air. Hold on, pause this song. Is that true? I think so. Yeah. That's true. true. Yeah. The Todd Glass Show. Voted number one by the Podcasters Association of America. I guess it finished the song then. I thought he was full of shit. Listen to the words carefully. It's not about how wrong that you've been in the past. It's more about how good you're going to be. How right you're going to be. It's not clinging to archaic thoughts and dated points of view long since disproven. Oh, God. People really capture my essence. Or something that somebody said because when they were young, their parents spanked them. That's right. It's just knowing that Todd saves it up for special episodes But all the normal episodes agree Uh, This guy really gets me All compliments That although the show is number one It just keeps getting better You won't believe how good it's going to be Fade it out You know what, as much as I want to argue And you know I like to argue That guy's right The only thing I agree about is compliments about me You know me I want to argue, but that guy, Joe, gets it. Guess what? Musical director Lynn Shore is in studio today, everybody. You know, that wasn't a Lynn Shore song. We gave him a break. But before we go any further, and... Oh, you don't mind? uh, Chris Hardwick makes us play betting music now. What am I going to do? So anyway, our guest is Tom Martin. He's here. Tom, uh, hello. Hi. So as you know, because you listen to the show, uh, we're going to rip through some stuff. And, uh, I, I'm sorry, I also did the first show. I know. Yeah. What's going on? I'm nervous. Oh, move your mic in a little closer. Which you've never done radio before? I know you've done radio, because one time a limo picked us up to do radio, <laughs> drove us to the... T- afterwards, they took us to some site. <laughs> Coit Tower in San Francisco. And then, and then everything was cool, and then I took a picture in front of the limo. I go, well, I guess you just ruined how cool that was. And <laughs> you said that yeah. to me. You were right. You were right, and I live with that every day rattling through my head. I look at that picture, which to George Carr I have. And it makes me realize how right you were. <laughs> Couldn't I have just had the moment for us right. to maybe genuinely look cool? By the way, I think what was cool about it, it wasn't a limo. Oh, was it? See, it's funny. It I was see, a limo. I, don't, I think now, today, I would never want a limo. Town car. Mm-hmm. It, if anything's going to look understated, it's a town car. But then, you know. This it, was the early 90s. That's right. When a limo was. Uh, it was cool. Yeah. I didn't know. Okay, so you're our guest. We, we're going to do a long show today because, um, well, let's not talk about that yet. Um, we, um, it's all Tom Martin today. It was going to be Natasha, but she had to cancel. We, we did an opening theme, a song for her, which we're going to play, but, uh, we're going to get through some stuff first. And then Lynn is here and Greg is here and Greg is a friend of Lynn's. I know you don't need a safety net, Todd, but I want you to know that you'd mentioned to prepare some facts. And I did. I prepared some very interesting facts. Don't bang the table. <laughs> I should know that by now. So, yes, you prepared some... Pre- pre- I, I'm not going to tell them to you now, but just, you know, I, you, relax. I want you to be relaxed. I got some interesting facts. Tom, when you're around, like, no, no bullshit, I'm relaxed. Because you're like a piece of normalcy to me. You How know do you what mean? I mean? What's that supposed to mean? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, because, like, you're a comedian. Like, sometimes when you move to L.A., 
and you meet people, and then they remind you of your friends back home. So it's the start of, like, liking California. You're like, oh, this is somebody I would have hung out with back in Philadelphia. Now he does comedy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't giving seem you a like a show business type of guy. Yeah, you were Even just like a no- Oh. I'm steeped in it, and I'm very successful in show business. What do you make a year? Are you afraid <sighs> to tell anybody that? Can you ask me that? Be honest. In 1999 or 2000? Are you, if right now you couldn't make any more money, and I don't ask every guest this, if you couldn't make any more money, you might have to, let's say you have to be a, be a little careful. Could you get by the rest of your life? If I can hold out until I'm 55, then yes. Okay. Because then you can start getting your this pension. This is embarrassing. From the this field. is embarrassing. I thought he was going to say yes. I could be all right. <laughs> no, I couldn't. Well, if I ran it upstairs. I do own – well, here's what I say. In my, oh, God. This is – I love when I have such plans for this show. I, I, I own a duplex. So, uh, but I bragging. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, so, up, so my goal is to get it paid off. Mm-hmm. It's not paid off. So I could not, you know, I, uh, right now I need all the money that comes in to pay the mortgage. My, what I put in and then what upstairs. But um, I thought if I can get the house paid off, like my next big job, something happens, maybe my pilot sells, I sell the house off, sell, pay the house off, then I could live there and then rent upstairs and that would be my income. And that's my fear that that's, how does Todd live? He gets that income from that duplex. Well, how did he pay that off? In 2012, he sold his pilot. He made a little bit of money, but that was only a four-year show. Now, yeah, he just lives off that rental income. Good for him. <laughs> that's what people would say. He's happy. He, you know, at least he's all right. Does he do comedy anymore? All right, I'm getting silly. No, I think you can always get by, though, if you keep the, – the trick, it doesn't matter how much money you make. It just matters that you spend less money than you make. Right. That's, that's true. Comes. And you, you said if you're driving anything more than a camera, you're just showing off. <laughs> you know, even though I know what that means, some people that wouldn't – you know, I know our listeners know. There's someone maybe would go, what about if you had a Jetta? Yeah, that, that the point is, don't get me started. <laughs> No one laughs, so that means that was just scary anger. <laughs> All right, listen up. So here's what we're going to do. Let me rip through some stuff, and then I know I've got, I got a little long-winded there. But uh, I'm happy to be here. By the way, before we go any further, the jingle guy, Joe, knows that Lynn, God knows, could use a little break here and there, wrote him a song. Th- because who wrote in that Lynn should have a jingle? Bill, uh, Bill Valerio said that Lynn should have a jingle. That's right, so. Bill Valerio. We don't forget you. And by the way, let me say one other thing before we go further. Maybe you're one of those listeners you wanted to, thinking about emailing us. Believe me, don't get me wrong. When people throw kind words our way, we're happy. But you haven't. I know you're there. And it's okay. Like, I get it. I don't mean it in some cocky, self-fulfilling way. But there's a bond. Even if we never meet, even if you never email me, I know you're there. Because we bond that we have the same fucking silly sense of humor. So there's something special going on. Don't you forget it. Right? Are you talking to me or the email? I'm talking to the, everybody. Yeah, well, I no. feel it. You feel it? <laughs> I'm talking to the listeners. I try. You know, I remember the first day I met. Uh... <laughs> okay, let me get, let, play the jingle for Lynn. We're good. We're good. We're good. I'm good. Jingles you know He sings with a grin He crams it all in 
Seconds, seven, six, four, three, two. Back to the Todd Glass show. All right. Thank you. God. Todd, I like that you repeat the lyrics right after they say him in the song. You, you love the song so much. You want to make sure everybody hears every, every word. Did you hear that word you just heard? Did you hear that line that you just heard? I appreciate it. Exactly. Are you appreciating it? Did you appreciate that line? Guy, Lynn, Lynn, Lynn. No, play it from the beginning. Here, Tom's right, though. To George Garland, you know me that well. Like, I wanted to make sure, like, hey, that says this. Uh, here's what Tom, here's how Tom hears it, though. It's exaggerated. No, I wouldn't do it here. Let's well, not exaggerate. <laughs> Don't you love it? I want everybody listen to the beat. On the Todd Glass Show. Those jingles you know. They're done by the guy. Lin, 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 Lin. He sings with a grin. He'll cram it all in because sometimes I make him cram it all in. You'll laugh till you cry. Alright, fade it out. Let me get through everything. There's a lot to get through. There was no music video last night because, uh, quite frankly, I think uh, Mikey is starting to uh, push us around a little. Oh, sorry. You know what happened. This is a true story. I swear to God, when my dad had passed away, there was a guy in the, uh, in the OR with a, a trumpet, and he was just playing or a tuba, and they said, Mr. Glass, we're sorry your father has passed away. That's it. That's insensitive of him. Of course it was. He hung around emergency wards with a tuba being rude. We're sorry, but you're going to have both legs. Your son's going to have to have both legs amputated. Excuse me, sir. How dare you play the Price is Right loser theme in the emergency ward of a hospital? Okay. Um, so there we go. There's that. There was no... We'll get a music video. I have some emails here. I tell myself every week, and to George Carlin, I'm not kidding, slow down. So let me try it. And by the way, everybody, I'm going to slow down and be comfortable. And we're going to get to Tom Martin. We have a lot of stuff to do today. But um, if you promise, if it's slow, you go, maybe that was a little too slow. Okay, but here, with the comfort to George Carlin, I'm going to slow down. All right, here we go. So we got an email from someone last week. So his name is Brandon. Yeah. And we were going to do one of his bits on the show, and then we didn't. And then somebody else emailed in and said, hey, I waited all week to hear the show because my friend Brandon said you were going to do his bit, and he didn't. And you didn't, and I'm glad. I hope I'm starting to fight here. But to George Carlin, I'm being honest, he goes, because he's something, and he called him a name. But now I feel bad because we just forgot to do Brandon's bit. But we're going to do your bit, Brandon. I want you to know your friend is contacting the show and being very negative about you. And I will let you know who it is. I forget right now, but to George Carlin, he might have been your friend and just kidding around. Now I feel like I'm throwing, selling this guy under the bus. Ah, they're probably friends just fucking with each other. Anyway, so the bit, we're going to do it next week. <laughs> uh, by the way, I'm not even joking because I'm I'm too I can't read it right now. 
Uh, Patrick, uh, I love these tweets. Patrick, um, what's his last name? He uh, tweeted this. Mauser or Moser. Pat- I don't Patrick know. Moser, Mauser. I followed him on Twitter. He said, holding hands under the one, one of the non-automatic faucets, expecting water to come out, reminds me of that time I prayed. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great That's a tweet. Line. That's a great tweet. And then, uh, uh, and then the other one was, um, if I was a bird, I'd party all night long and pick out on worms. Early, uh, I'd pick out on worms before I went to bed just to screw all the other early birds. I fucked that tweet up. I'm sorry. Read it. Read it the way it should be. If I was a bird, I'd party all night and then pick out on worms just to screw over that early bird. Get it? Early bird gets the worm, mm-hmm. but he stays out all night and gets drunk, and then he eats. The, uh, well, I, I still defend that one. Anyway, um, by the way, this was—I swear to God—a letter I got in the mail. So we got. Did we clean up everything there? We got. Um, um, uh, Brandon, we're going to do your bit next week, and uh, this came in the mail. It's, I'm not even joking. This got came into the my fax machine. I still have a fax machine. Um, it came in the mail. It's basically saying, I, I, this is not a joke, but I love that. Would anybody fall for this? And my guess is, you know, my theory, if, if they're sending it out, it's because people fall for this all the time, I, I imagine. But I never got one myself. And basically, I've won a lot of money, and they just need all my information to send it to me. <laughs> I'm like, that really fucking, someone's going, oh, my God, I won a lot of money. Let me send them all my information. I won a million dollars. I'm so lucky. So that's what really came to me in the mail. So anyway, there's that. Um, let me keep going here. We got Lynn's. We got the emails out of the way. Listener. Oh, we made a Lynn was nice enough. Our listener, Britt, wanted it. Now, we can't make jingles for everybody. Maybe we should set you up on a PayPal to write jingles for people. And I'm serious. But for now, it's, it's, it's out of the uh, kindness of Lynn's heart. I never get a bill for these jingles. And I should tell you that right now. Lynn's a good guy. Um, so he wanted – I said, you know what? Let's make him a ring. I don't know. I'm kidding. What, what, I never, he, he brought the bill and- – he had the wrong address. He'd been mailing the bill oh, yeah. each week. Is that why you were rolling your eyes? You're like, what do you mean I never send him a bill? I send him a bill every week. I'm like, all righty. Come on, that's not nice. Their grandparents just died. Get that guy with the tube out here. Or what sound is that? A trombone? A uh, little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. That's what she said. Come on, man. Still do that joke. I don't give a fuck. Think I'm scared to do overdone bits? Why should I be? Eh, ooh, ah, isn't. They edit out the name I say. <laughs> <laughs> we have a later Katie has to go through the shows I go you know who's the worst comic Hooga Alright <laughs> So we got that So uh, we made I'm saying his name right I hope I'm saying his name right yeah. By the way if you're a listener And I say your name wrong We've been this through, through this before You're probably not I don't see how you could be A big fan of the show And still get mad If I mispronounce your name Because you're like No he, believe me He tries his hardest To get these names right uh, but you know that I love and care about you. So we made you a Brit. We made you a um, a, j- a ringtone. I think this would make a good ringtone. Brit Blackwell, your phone is ringing. There you go, Brit Brack. I can't pronounce his name. Okay, so we got that. By the way. Don't have your, I know a lot of people have done this. This is when I don't want to be one of those guys that goes, rah, 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 rah. I'm going to say something, but I get why. I get if you're out there and you're planning your wedding and you're going, well, we're doing that. I get it. My friends that got married, I told the same thing to them. When they explain why, I half get it. Okay, so with all that aside, 
Don't have your fucking wedding when it's boiling hot outside. Why do you want the best day of your life? Hopefully it is. I don't care how many marriages end in divorce. It's still, by the way, even if your marriage ends up in divorce, that still doesn't mean two people couldn't remember that day as a beautiful day. Uh, or you you stay married for the rest of your life and it represents a beautiful day. Why should everyone be – I'm telling you, this is the way I honestly think. I don't want people baking hot, taking pictures in the sun, baking down, and everyone's fucking miserable. I want to th- – where can everyone be so comfortable? But that's not where we met. Who gives a fuck? We met in the hot area, and then we went over our wedding in the baking sun. I'm just telling you, if you're doing it, I hope you have the most beautiful wedding. But if I'm making sense – Replan your wedding. Go, yeah, why are we doing that? I want it to be nice, Al. I want it to wait till the fall. Don't Baking sun on the beach. I, I was in the wedding party. I had to take pictures. I, I, by the way, if you talk to anyone that was at that wedding, I was so pleasant. I wasn't walking around like a dick at someone's wedding, but I fucking was miserable inside. <laughs> Anybody with me? <laughs> yeah, why are weddings, they, they always seem to be in June, June or July. And well, because it's summer. I do get that. But does it have to be, have it inside is my point. If you go Right, in a Catholic church where a wedding is sanctioned as a sacrament well, and the only true wedding Tom, in the eyes of God. Mm, is that what you're saying, Tom? Well, it's not really that type of show. Oh. I don't, but anyway, you're a dear friend. I don't want to get into that. But Were you at my wedding? I was at your wedding. Are you shitting me? <laughs> You really don't. You do remember. I don't know if you're serious or not. I don't remember. I wasn't at your wedding. Oh. Anyway, you know why I did that? Why? Because somebody once tricked me. They go, you don't even know I had another kid, do you? And I went, yeah, I fucking know you have another kid. <laughs> and he goes, I didn't. I go, you motherfucker. Do you get it? They tricked me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But I thought maybe. It's, it's... I sold it real well. I went, yeah, I fucking know you had a second kid. Because what, what, what should I say? I felt horrible. But you forget if your friends had kids. Yeah, I hope. I'm, I'm trying to remember. If you... oh, so that's what I mean. I'm defending you. No, yeah. you might not remember I was at your wedding. I get it. I don't think I was at your wedding. It's, yeah. I think it's worse that I forget because for you, there were a lot of people for you to remember. <laughs> the whole time, I was, is Todd Glass here? Is Todd Glass here? And... Uh, no, I was opening up for, uh, I don't know, somebody that was popular then. <laughs> Judd Apatow was at my wedding. He was. Judd Apatow was at my wedding. Anyway. Anyway. All right, so let's keep going here. By the way, I think I'm, I don't want to get into a political discussion. It's food for thought. It's not fair that I should be able to say this and you can't tap in, mm. but I guess so that's why I'm going to let you. Mm-hmm. But I prefer my guests not to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Is everyone happy? I look around the room. If everyone's smiling, I'm happy. I get nervous if there's one person not enjoying themselves. So um, I'm starting, I think, to be unfair to him. Like on this one, on this one category, I'm on the big. Oh, there's many areas where I unfair to who I missed uh, Mitt Romney. Oh, okay. There, there's ten. There's thirty reasons I could tell you why. Oh no, I don't like him for a legitimate reason. But I'm about to say I'm even going to stick up for the other half. That they go, come on, uh, the president's no different. I'm going into it saying you're probably right to walk through regular people, common, you know, whatever you want to call me, you know, including myself, common people, or go through the crowds and shake hands and act like, hey, I'm just an everyday guy. You're not. So when they both do it, it looks a little stiff. But it looks a lot more stiff with Romney. And again, I know they're both probably, you know, they're both wealthy people, whatever. But there's, it doesn't even matter that. There can be people that have as much money as him. Depends how you made your money. There's people that have more money than him that are more down to earth. So I don't think money necessarily makes you a stiff, you know what I mean? There's, you know, there's poor people that have, oh, hello, nice to meet you, if I'm making any sense. But something about him, like, he wouldn't even, he looks like the jackets he wears, they're not even, uh, they're not even J. Crew, that would be too, too edgy. They're like, they're like Land's End, 
brand new, out of the dry cleaner. Hi, I'm walking around in my Land's End jacket. How are you? And it just makes me laugh. And the other thing was, somebody's. I asked somebody, and again, I'm, we'll, we'll put this on the clock because I don't. I want to have a, a fun, very light show today, but. I love that I play devil's advocate for the other side because I asked somebody, I go, what if he does have the answers to our economical problems? And he wanted the debate that he probably doesn't. I go, but no, let's keep it clean. Let's say he has the answers for the other side, right? This is food for thought. You can weigh in on it, and then we'll talk about it on a, on a, on a Monday show that I drop, which, by the way, they will start coming out, the one with Paul Tompkins about the thing. Maybe sometimes I want to talk about politics more, but today it's food for thought. So I, I said, what if he has the problems, economical problems? You know, I'd like to socially see him be more of uh, an open-minded person on his social issues. But, hey, we got other problems. I'm playing devil's advocate to somebody, to Daniel Kino, actually. I go, what if he has the, so, the problems to our economy? We can, maybe we need to fix that. And I know it sucks that he doesn't. He goes, he doesn't. He doesn't. When people are aware, so when they are, when they have the problem. By the way, I questioned this, too. He goes, if people are usually have the answers to that, they're usually forward thinkers in all areas. And it made sense. And I went, wait, I don't like an di- analogy that doesn't work. I go, and even though I wanted that to be right, I go, that's not true. I said, you could be a scientist and still be prejudiced. He goes, that's a good point. He goes, you could be, he goes, not to fix them for real. He might, and that's a might underline, but I'm, I want this argument clean. He might have them to fix them temporarily, but to fix them long term, he said fix them like Reagan fixed them. But to really fix them, you got to include everybody. And I think people are starting to see what happens when somebody doesn't care about one group that they can talk about. I guarantee you he doesn't like your group either, but that's not socially acceptable to talk about. But I guarantee 10 years ago, he would not be absolutely all right with his daughter dating a black person. He was not a forward thinker like that. Now, some of them would go, How, where the fuck do you get that from? Gun to your head. I love this analogy. There's someone who's going to shoot you in your head, and you know the answer to this. Ten years ago, would he have been okay with that? And someone knows the answer, like a family friend. What are you guessing to save your life? Now, by the way, even if we're wrong, why are we all guessing? He probably wouldn't be all right with it. God motherfucking damn it. But, you know, if it's to save your life, you've got to then give your opinion. So... Uh, I think people are starting to, the comments that were overheard today, mm-hmm. starting to go, oh, he probably doesn't care about all groups of people. And when that, and you can't fix things for real unless you're a human being that wants them right for everybody. So that's, uh, that's uh, why I like that. I like that because I didn't want to think, I, I, I was, I, hey, by the way, that's someone's opinion. I get it. But it's an opinion that I like because I really was thinking, what if he can fix the economy? And that was Daniel's answer. If anything, you could have Band-Aid on it. But if you really are the type of thinker that's going to get us out of these economical problems, you're a forward thinker. And you're usually going to be a forward thinker in the social areas too. Yeah, I don't really think he he can or will or cares about it. I think with a lot of politicians – uh, anybody who wants to get into politics should be excluded from getting into politics because it reveals a deep psychological problem <laughs> to need to boss people around and have this incredibly weird power over people to well, tell them how to live. But so let me right, ask you this. That includes Obama, too, in totally, all fairness. Yes. Okay, but our, so don't we go into this okay, to keep it so cleaner? We're picking sit- the best of the evil, maybe, okay, even yeah, if you yeah, say The lesser that. of right. two evils. Right. Obviously. We go into that because Lynn says that a lot, too, and I agree. It's like that's why I said even with the jacket, oh, both of them shaking hands. I get it. It's hard. But Yeah, Obama but, is way cooler and a way better actor. I think they're both up there and they're reading the teleprompter. Yeah, well, I think Obama probably has a better heart. You'd better rather hang out with him. Which is, I well, think, better heart. If you're saying that alone, if somebody disagreed with me all the way, but they've trickled upon that, eh, better heart. I go, yeah, 
Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. Right. All right, let's move on. How do you like that? Everybody listening went, I'm okay up to now. And now we're done. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show, America. That's right. I'll do my own jingles. By the way, uh, this guy calls. I guess people listen. Uh, yeah. Where do they listen from? People all over. People in other countries. This pod, This is out of control. I never, What's never his, thought it would go this big. What's his name, Todd? His name's uh, D- uh, David. Yeah, it looks like he left a voicemail in English and German. Well, play the German one. Who cares about English? Yeah, fuck English. Hey, here's David aus Berlin, and you heard the Todd Glass Show. What did he say? Put it in English. Hey, this is David from Berlin, Germany, and you're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Play it again in German. Hey, here's David aus Berlin. And you heard the Todd Glass show. That's right. Hey, by the way, when Siri, thank you, David, when Siri first came out, I thought I'm not going to get angry at it. Like, I know it's going to be good. Just think about when it's good. Don't start because I already knew ahead of time. Don't do that just because it can't understand you one day. How about all the times it makes your life easier? Which, by the way, I have to say, when it works, it really helps me in the car. It's been nice. I'm starting to get annoyed at it. Like, like to the point I think I have a mental problem. Like, I called, I called, uh, I asked for a, I wrote this down, literally. I called for Daniel Kino the other day. And it said, there's no Daniel Casino in your phone book. Really? Do I, fucking, how about Daniel Kino? Daniel Casino. You're not even fucking thinking. Who's named Daniel Casino? Now you're just fucking saying shit. Did, did, did you mean Daniel Casino? Do you think I did? You think I meant Daniel Casino, Daniel Kino? Then I thought about it. I go, it does. I could see someone getting that confused. I felt horrible. <laughs> and I got a letter from Siri saying I'm <laughs> abusive. <laughs> All right. So there's that. Tom, anything on that? Well, I remember you, uh, Siri uh, took over your phone and texted me. And oh, that's right. <laughs> it, Siri, it was really awkward. I, I mean, I don't know if you know Siri did this, but Siri texted I, me and said, this is can Siri. Can I stop before? I, th- I started texting Thomas Siri. I go, hey, this is Siri from Todd's phone. I know I shouldn't be using his phone. And then I texted him. What, what Siri said something like, uh, Todd is too embarrassed to ask, but he needs, he, needs oh. you to borrow some, he needs to borrow some money from you. And he won't ask. So just send it to him. Do it anonymously and good, be a good person. He's going to know it's from you because I'll tell him. If you need to know, I'll tell him. Tom, okay, so there we go. And guess what, uh, Bradley? Bradley, I might say your last name wrong. Verm, Vermin or Vermont. Send it. It's Bradley. Like Vermont with a U. Bradley, of an Bradley, Bradley. I like this bit idea, but I just want you to know sometimes you send in bits, I don't always do them. I always have a fear that someone will like the show and then we won't get a time to do their bit. And I know a rational listener would be like, nah, it's no big deal. But hey, they might go like, ah, he said that was a good idea. Was he bullshitting me? The, the idea is. Most of the time, the ideas that get sent in are you could see us doing. Like, it's people that listen to the show, they think like us, and you're like, oh, that would work. Sometimes we don't get to them because it's not the right guest to do that bit. So sometimes I put them in an envelope. This seems like a Rory idea. But anyway, Bradley, come on. Bradley, come on. You know we love you on the show. Don't, how much do we talk about loving Bradley on the show? What did we just say? All day we talk I about it. I fucking love Bradley. Bradley. Oh, Bradley. 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 I mean, Bradley's Bradley. a good guy. Bradley's Bradley's Bradley. a great guy. Yeah, everyone loves Bradley. 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 Okay, love all right. Bradley. That's it. I have a new bit, by the way. Hold on. Watch this. Hold on. I know I'm moving the mic. Can you put me through the uh, PA here? Mm-hmm. Hold on. Two. Hello? Oh. Oh, oh the mic's over yeah, there. Yeah, you need that. Oh, just put a little... No, I'll do it later. Never mind. Want reverb? No. Yeah, give me a reverb. I think it has to come from the house. It's Jay Leno. What are you guys doing over there? How does Jay Leno get through the system now? He's everywhere. (laughs) Guys, it's Jay Leno. Jay? Jay. Hey, 
Hey, I gotta go. I'm hooked up everywhere. Sure. I heard your bit you did last week. Do you do you see him at all, or like I don't communicate? With He's him? always been nice whenever I've seen him over the years. I'm a Letterman guy. Okay, now, so let's start. What are, do you do? You like? I'm always afraid. I don't. Uh, what are you? Do you still watch Letterman ever? No, I mean I do once in a while, but not as much. I used to watch just about every night, but no. I don't watch it either. I like <laughs> to agree with everybody, no matter what. What are we doing? Okay, cool. I mostly just watch Jimmy Kimmel when you're on it, and then... Uh, oh, you know, it's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. Really? What if I really thought that was? That's how shallow I was. <laughs> People told me they'd admire me for my courage and uh, that in the military, but you know, whatever I did, and then I did, they go, you know what? Well, you love your Jimmy... That is the sweetest thing that anyone's ever said to me. I'll All tell right. you a sweet thing I could say about you, Todd, is that... Seriously? Um, is this going to be for real or not? No, it's for real. Because I will accept it if it's, it's real. It's real. I, will, I won't go, oh, shut up. Because I'll... now, as far as my kids are concerned, because since you're on Tosh.0 and mm-hmm. they've seen you and heard you around, is they think that you're my most famous friend. Oh, when... that is a... No... Thank you. Just the way I planned it. <laughs> yes. I was in a diner in the middle of nowhere, and this... Well, this is... If this was a... Well, I wouldn't tweet this, but... Because it would be a humble brag. It's not a humble brag. I think it, if I was trying to brag, if I was, I'm a smart guy. If I was trying to brag, I wouldn't talk about when people come up to me. Sometimes that it makes me happy, makes my day. Because I would be admitting where I'm at in my career. Jim Carrey isn't going, oh, the cutest thing happened today. These kids stopped me at the mall. You know, he's like, him. he's used to it. But to me, I still am like, oh, I'm still like, give me your address. I'll send you something. No, I've been with you when somebody came up and recognized you, and you played it really cool. You were, you were very nice to them and, and gave them the time of day. It was at 3rd Street when you but, came down to my office. But if it's a little kid, for some reason, it makes you feel better. You're like, hey, the kid. Because you know what it is? When I was 12, I loved Don Rickles, and I think that's what it is. So when a young, young kid comes up, or we were out, me, Lynn, and Teresa, and I have to go through everybody, uh, Eric Chris. and Chris from the show. We took a road trip, and we were—you know when you see it, you get off an exit in the middle of nowhere, and you have to go to this little diner, you know, this little hole in the wall, but really cool, and get a burger, and you're just—you're in the middle of nowhere. You're like, we're here for the day. We're going to see this place. We would have never seen it ever before the re- our whole lives. And this little kid came up. He's like, "Hi, Mr. Todd Glass. Am I right, yeah, Lynn?" Exactly. He goes, "Hi, Mr. Todd Glass." I thought. I swear to God, I go, all right, no joke. And I thought, who put him up to this? There's no fucking way. <laughs> Mr. Todd Glass. And he wasn't joking. He was about 13 yeah. and then stood behind him, his nine-year-old brother, just adorable and standing there. They're so, And I gave him, an, you know, signed something. I go, I'll send you something better. So I sent him. Today I went by Tosh.0 and I picked up a CD. But I thought, did his parents know that he, li-? They go, he listens to Tosh.0 and they knew that. So I sent it in the mail. But it's pretty dirty, I think. So anyway, that's that story. (laughs) Oh, you know, those are some great stories. Oh, oh my God, how dare you? (laughs) You know, it's funny, that made me blush, that song, because it is almost like, how dare you use my bits against me? (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, let's do it right. You know what? Before we do a little welcoming to you, a celebration... Um, can we put that on the floor, that yes, water? Sorry. That's okay. Um, Natasha had to cancel, which is no big deal. I always tell the guests, I'm like, I, I'd rather you cancel two hours before our listeners know the Headspace thing. I want you to go to Headspace. So Natasha had to cancel, but Lynn already made her an opening. So do you want to you play it through the house and play drums along with it? Yeah. So she's not here. So I want her to know this is what we would have done for her. Then we'll have to do another one next time. A lot of people go, we'll use this one next time. No, we like them fresh. I like them right off the press. 
Do you want to you want to play it through the house? Natasha. Do something here. Natasha didn't show up, but she'll be here next week. Got to stop that. Why don't we do something? Even if we had to, like, well, Lynn, why don't we do a song? It's been one year. I like to do just a regular song. So why don't we do? Um, uh, what's a good Frank Sinatra song that you know already? Maybe "Fly Me to the Moon." Can can you do? You can do "Fly Me to the Moon." If yeah. 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 So let's do it. Like, like I I haven't really utilized the stage yet. So um, so we'll make it like you're getting a show. We'll turn our chairs. Everyone in the audience knows that there's a stage up there. I don't think we've ever had anyone really perform there yet. So let's, to George Carlin, let Lynn, George Carlin, you know what that means, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do a nice song, like really use the stage, and uh, which we haven't done really yet. Uh, you know, like I wanted people to come by and do music and stuff. Well, uh, uh, Fake Problems did a song there, but... Um, so I just like that it's a regular song. Let's turn our chairs. We all have our drinks and really enjoy this. I like, like really, where this is going. And then and that's the start of the show tonight. And uh, so I'm going to take my headphones off. We're going to do it through the house. Everybody's good. I want you at home to enjoy it too. Okay? Pause it. Go get a piece of cake. Close your eyes. Do smoke some pot. Go get a gum and a cookie. The way you do it. That was awesome. That was, awesome. That was amazing. Alrighty. No one has ever sung me a song. Yes. No one has ever used my name in a song. Lynn. Thank oh you. Oh my God, that was beautiful. Yeah. Thank for you, Tommy Boy. Lynn, I, I want to say a few things about Lynn Shore. Hold on, let's get comfortable. Chris, you want to come back over here quickly? Oh. Can I talk about Lynn? We get, yeah, of course you can. We're rearranging. 
We're settling. You just heard some Lynn I've just been over. through one of the most emotional experiences of my life. No one in my 48 years of life has ever sang me a song or included me in a song or rearranged the words in a song. And on top of that, Lynn is the only guy I've ever written a song with, the Todd Glass theme song. Yes, we got That's so funny you mentioned that. Because and on top of that, I wanted to say to Lynn, I believe it was him who sang Danny Boy to uh, Ed, Eddie, Eddie Pepitone. Pepitone. Yeah. It was beautiful. I didn't. Danny Boy is like one of the hardest songs to sing, and you nailed it. I mean, even though it was Ed, Eddie Pepitone, <laughs> but it was really good. It was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was. It, it's funny when you hear a song like that. You're like, why is that making me cry? It's Eddie Pepitone or whatever. You know, I don't do it as good as Lynn. I mean, close, but not. I know there's a little difference. What if that's how sick I was? I mean, it's not spot on. Uh, you know, I. Wait, so, uh, so what else? Hi. Oh, Eddie Pepitone is here on the Todd Glass show. This song is a measure of a singer, whether they can guess. Oh, how we love his pudding When you were commenting on the song, I would appreciate that. Are you appreciating that? Appreciate that. That's how I feel. That's why I said everyone turn and take it in. You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. Yeah, the other shows are shitting in their fucking diapers. Uh, I love it. I love it. And that's why I said when Lynn was singing... Um, you know, I, I think Lynn will totally understand what I'm saying. It's like sometimes because, you know, we all know Lynn and he's here. We could turn and, you know, he's singing. We acknowledge it's beautiful. But then we write something. I go, no. It's, the, it's as good as if we went to a concert to see somebody. It just happens to be someone that has a great voice that's here in the studio. Turn our chairs and soak it in. And that's what I like happens when I ask him to do a song. At a, like when I have a Christmas dinner once for everyone from the improv. And every so often I'll go... Would you come, you know, he'll, he'll set up, like, we'll have the PA all set up, and I go, Lynn, would you do a song? And at first, everyone's like, oh, it's funny, because he's actually going to do a song. And then I love that moment. There's 20 people sitting around a big table. Lynn starts singing, So This Is Christmas. And everyone, there's that moment, 30 seconds in, oh, this is good. Yeah. And everyone stops and turns. It's pitch dark. I had a red spotlight set up, and Lynn just wailed out, as I like to say, like a motherfucker, um, the song. Hmm. And it was like... This is special. Yeah. We're this used to the tinny sounds of iPods and car stereos, but a live singer oh, it's, 10 feet from you it, it is, yeah, it jars you to the power of, of music. So there you go. Wait a second. What's going on here? I guess people are saying that uh, I guess this show helps their Fridays. I mean, look, what am I going to do? What's I guess it is true. You love the show. They've got Daniel well, that's true. I guess it helps people on their Friday. That is true. That's true. All right, enough. We didn't have to put Daniel Kino in there so much. Um, Jesus, I got to talk to Joe. 
Um, I'm going to do a song with Lynn by the end of the show. We, I'm not joking around. I'm going to bear my soul in today's show. Now, you, you hear me sing, and I know people love it. <laughs> <laughs> but we tried to do a song today, and Lynn was trying to coach me. And by the way, we still have a vocal teacher that's going to work with me. Here's what happened with the vocal teacher, and I am going to call you. I know she's listening right now. I'm drawing a, a blank on her name, but she was very sweet. I talked to her on the phone. Um, my voice was changing for some reason right there. I was doing radio voice. Um, but I asked her on the phone, and I'm going to call her because she was kind enough to put this offer out there. But here's what got me nervous. I went, so are there, like, tricks and stuff? She goes, oh, I don't know if there's any tricks. I went, oh. <laughs> Eek. I thought there was tricks. Like, you know, when you go in for the thing and you do this, and here's a little trick. But I'm going to – I'm calling her. I, it's the only thing in my life I've ever wanted to do. People go, I don't want to ski. I don't want to hike. I don't do it, and I don't want to do it. But I think music lessons, even if it made me be able to be a better bad singer – yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, it helps your breathing, too, I think. Ah, breathing. <laughs> That's all bullshit. You and, your, you and your Whole Foods friends breathing and eating healthy. It's all bullshit. I'm kidding, obviously. Um, so I'm going to do a song with Lynn. I do not want to forget that. So where do we start? Um, hey, hold on. this is David from Berlin, Germany, and you're listening to The Todd Glass Show. Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> the Todd Glass Show. The number one podcast listened to in other countries by people who are smarter and hipper than us. So it must be a better podcast. Now, look, I know I've talked about this before, and I'm going to make it quick. But I just, you know, I, I like to ask every guest about it, and I know it's weird, but... I like this. Blah, 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 this we can play every time when I go off on a tangent. All right. <laughs> so the hotel blankets. Now listen. Everyone here like shit. All right, I, don't, I won't talk about it. I like that, though. Well, go ahead. Keep playing it. Oh, he'll go on and on and on? Are you enjoying it like I'm enjoying it? So anyway, I just thought, you know, who wouldn't clean a hotel blanket? And I just thought this. I go, you're checking into a hotel. You're paying good... Good money. Shit me. <laughs> so I thought. So here's what I'm thinking. At the hey, double Todd, tree. You're at it, why don't you just bring up the dirty blankets again? <laughs> I did already. <laughs> All right. So where do we start? This is what we're starting. We're starting. Do you have a timpani roll? Oh, uh, you forget. It's okay. It's okay. No, no, it's no, okay. No, no, I don't well, care. One more thing about Lynn. Did, did he write the, where the bailouts jingle? We yes. Yeah. I well, heard that about a hundred times before I realized the jingle itself was bailing out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was intentional, right? Yeah. He, he, yeah. We're the bailouts. Okay, so it's funny right there, and then there's more, and then it, bail, it itself bails out in the middle of the song. Does it? The, the tag on the back of it? Is it? The song itself is a bailout. Listen. And appreciate it. Now it's going. It's going. We and they just, it just kind of bailed out. No, it, well, it, it, I think that's a good idea to cut the the uh, cut the vocals on that. Lynn, is that your intention to bail out in the bailout? <laughs> Our guest is Tom Martin. This He's is, here. This is why I like to do. This is like a, why I like to do. Uh, I know what he's talking about because a lot of times we'll be playing it and you're like, stop it. Oh, I cut it off live yeah. sometimes. So you're right, but I think we should do it permanently. I know. I mean, it's like the song abruptly, st abruptly right, stops. Yeah, like it's a bit. You're right. We didn't stop it just now, but usually you hear this. Here's what usually happens. 
Yeah. <laughs> we usually get Right. That's what you say. So, Tom, you're right. You were so worried you'd be offending Lynn, but you already gave him the nicest compliment. Your family, you could say whatever you want. Oh, by the way, <laughs> hi, I'm Todd Glass. I'm David Feldman. Right, no. um, I found a song. When, uh, I, think, I don't think we ever played it on the show before, but when um, the pilot I did for, uh, I guess, Happy Madison, is that who we did it, did yeah. it for? Um, and the network was, was it TNT or USA? Uh, uh, no, it's, uh, they know, what is it? Uh, TBS. Uh, TBS. Right. TBS. Um, uh, so there was a jingle to the show. The show was uh, probably uh, most of our listeners know I was in a coma. You wrote the song. I wrote the words and then and Lynn, I passed them along. And then Lynn, came, Lynn. and Lynn came up with this. It's a, it would be the opening theme. Talk across the street, not paying attention. Daydreaming, lost in a dimension. He forgot about his mortality. Now his thoughts are his reality. Jump in. Listening to the Todd Glass Show, Brandon. I, can I say something about writing that? I don't know how to write songs, so I just listened to songs and I counted syllables. Right. And so then, when I was writing it, I'm just sitting there, like going like this to see: Is that how you write a it song? Was a perfect <laughs> it was a perfect amount of syllables. So I don't know how real songwriters do it, so I was just sort of like. All right, that's enough words. Yeah. Can I play a sad song for everybody? Yeah. Okay. Now, when I say, <laughs> hi, I'm Todd Glass, president of Doubletree Hotels. We think you're worth clean blankets. These other filthy, godforsaken shitholes that are going to sandwich a blanket between two sheets. Are you shitting me? I know my language is aggressive, but you have to understand that's the way we feel about it at the Doubletree. We're not a perfect organization, nor do we try to be. But we think you're worth clean goddamn blankets. I make you a promise. Maybe once in a while we'll have a hotel employee that might not be as friendly as we want them to be. And yes, we will work on that. But 100% of the time, your room will be scrubbed and clean. You will have new linens. If you don't think you're worth new linens... What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> the double tree. What, what, who, who did that to you where you go, oh, I've set my standards so low. You know, every time I think about this, I get re angry that nobody in here, in this room, and all my friends don't, they, they're basically saying, okay, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> You've worked yourself up. Listen to this. Shut the fuck up, that song. Blah, blah. I can't talk while this song is playing and be serious. So these hotel blankets, I mean, what type of... I see why we make your Friday better. It's not just me, it's we. This is, you know, to bring you this show, it takes a whole crew. 
Lynn's busting his butt doing jingles 6 a.m. in the morning. Anyway, all right, shut that off. <laughs> if you play that, I'm never going to be able to. That's going to stop me from repeating myself. Because right now I could see if I went, I know I've said this before, but, you know, Paul F. Tompkins. <laughs> All right. Not every, okay. This is a song to George Carr, and this is a real song. Now, obviously, it's a comedic song, but it's a sad song. And I'm going to make this song. I'm going to help you enjoy this song like Sinatra would help, like, you know, would help you listen. Because I love when Sinatra would explain the song before he sang it. Some people go, no, it's everybody's interpretation. Sinatra gave it an interpretation. This is about – give me a little echo. Sinatra would do something like this is about a man that uh, has certainly seen hard times, and he is walking home, and he realizes that maybe he did not live his dreams that he wanted to live. And he fought, thought that he was at the end of the rope. And this is him. Uh, and, th- and then you'd hear the song, you went, oh, yeah. You could still imagine it differently than that. This is about a guy, a guy who goes in to buy a meatball. He wants one meatball. And uh, it ends up that they don't give bread with the meatball. Just because you get one meatball, that's all he had money for. He asked for bread. He's just a guy. He has money for one meatball. He's an honest guy. He makes an honest living. All he had money is for one meatball. This restaurant will not give him bread with his meatball. Now, whether this is a true story or not, nobody knows. And I should tell you that the guy playing this guy does both voices. So people listening, you should know it's one guy. It's a video. It's probably from the 20s. But that's the story. And it resonated with me. (laughs) Because, by the way, this is the story to George Carlin. I'm laughing because I'm overly setting it up. But that's comedy. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of fucking idiots I work with. Anyway. (laughs) By the way, Glad Miller. That's all he knows. He's 19. I don't remember. He's 19. No, He's 19. I'm not, I'm not 20? Yeah. Don't ever do that into the mic. It's funnier if you do it up into the air. Watch. By the way, Glenn Miller. No, don't do any words at all. It's funnier. Just do the inclination. I, I don't think I did any words. You did one. Yeah. I heard parade. I could replay it too. Um, so go. It's funnier. I'm just coaching you because okay. that's what makes no, me laugh. But it, it makes me laugh when he does no words at all, but he just gets the rhythm. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> say, by the way, Glenn Miller. By the way, the hit parade. Uh, maybe you're right. Yeah, you're no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not giving up. Do the line, but just with the rhythm. It's, I look it's... up the lyrics so I feel don't, not uncomfortable. Uh, okay, okay. Watch. It's going to be worth it. I promise. <laughs> it's going to be worth it. I, I will. <laughs> he said, He just told me. Oh, we're going to get to that. Is that a Frank Sinatra song? Or? No, it's not a Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> I can't believe I stopped the meatball song <laughs> to hear him do... <laughs> All right, everything's fine. Our guest is Tom Martin. I have some facts prepared, too. Like <laughs> <you asked me>. <laughs> <laughs> there are 206 bones in the human body. No, you're supposed to, I said prepare facts and ask us how many bones are in the human body. How many bones do you think are in the human body? Okay, let's be the dumbest people. Hold on, hold on. No, let, a lot let's, of people think that. Let's be the dumbest people in the world. Give it, do it again again. Tilt it. Then I'll go, well, don't tell us. You ask us again, and we still get it wrong. So, Tom, what's one of your facts? Um, the adult human body has 206 bones. No, well, don't tell us how many oh, okay. bones are in the body. Just right. ask us. I get what you're going for. Well, you can't do it. In, well, go ahead. I, right. I got um, how many bones would you say are in the human body? Thirty. Twenty thousand. Seven. <laughs> Greg. Forty. Forty. Nine. 
Forty-nine. How many? Two hundred and six. Two hundred and six. I, by the way, I think that's funny. If we were all that dumb, <laughs> we're that dumb, we can't even get the answer and get it right. We're like, we did hear you say that. Um, I just like how he's just like, no, no, it's two hundred and six. Right. Okay, let's let's go back to the meatball song. Okay. Okay. So, um, this is a real song. I want to set it up again. Can you put a little reverb? Maybe I could act like it's me singing it. Like this is what the guy sang before he sings it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a song about the guy that went in to buy a meatball. He only had money for one meatball. And um, they wouldn't give him bread. And I think it says a lot about life and how we treat other people. Guys, whenever you're ready, we'll do the meatball show. Okay. So uh, here we go. A little man walked up and down and found an eating place in town. To find an eating place. He looked the menu through and through. Listen closely. What 15 cents could do. One meatball. One meatball. That's all he wanted. He could afford but one. He could afford only one meatball. But one. Oh, okay. <laughs> he told a waiter near at hand the simple dinner he had planned. The folks were startled, one and all, to hear that waiter loudly call One meatball. <laughs> one meatball. He's so mean. That's all he's got money for. It's not like he can afford a lot the of meat. The little man, he felt ill at ease and said, some bread, sir, if you please. The waiter's voice roared down the hall. You get no bread with one meatball. Oh, my, if you saw the look on everybody's meatball. face here, we all acted appalled. <laughs> one meatball. You don't get bread with one meatball. It's horrible. And it's going you on all over. No bread with one meatball. This is how the Olive Garden got popular, because they give... <laughs> the little man, he felt mighty sad. The little man felt sad. One meatball was all he had. Now in his dreams, he hears that call. Pause it. You get no. By the way, if you don't think at home, we hope you're doing what we're doing here. Every time there's something, we, we react like, mm. and then when the guy said no meatball to bread, we're like, oh, how dare them? It's an outrage. It's an outrage. <laughs> but I picture this guy and he's like, one meatball. He didn't sound like he had money for a pot of meatballs and he was being cheap. He had money for one meatball. And this... We don't give bread with one meatball. It would be like ordering a side of beans at a Mexican restaurant, and then they wouldn't give you chips and salsa beforehand. Thank you. you. For today's listener. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) With one meatball. (laughs) One meatball. One meatball. That's all he wanted. You got no bread with one meatball. He heard you the first time. One meatball. 
He can get his voice this low. Now watch this motherfucker work his magic. <laughs> nope. Nope. You get no bread with one. That's right, everybody. <laughs> That's right, everybody. <laughs> All right, so there's that. What is that? What does that say? From Television City in Hollywood. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hip hop Guys like us, we had it made. Those were the days. Here, here's your line. <laughs> now, just do it without saying the words. Just the, the ink, like. <laughs> what is that bringing me so much joy? <laughs> oh, jeez, everything's great. Um, <laughs> I feel great. I'm, I'm very happy right now. Um, how's everybody doing? Um. Tom, what what other facts do you have over there? <laughs> um, well, it's weird because I get mixed up with facts and opinions. Okay. <laughs> so now, as I'm looking over my list, I'm realizing uh, I don't know if there's a fact or opinion, but it's I think it's true. It says whether the Earth is five thousand years old or five billion years old, she looks pretty good for her age, huh? <laughs> Is that a factor? I think that's more of an opinion. That sounds like an old Bob Hope joke. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. Well, (laughs) is this a factor? Um, China and Japan are ready to myrtleize each other over some islands right now. Oh, that's that's opinion. Really? Well, that's depressing, Tom. I wanted, like, how much sugar do people consume a year? How about this? (laughs) For every 10 ears of corn that are grown in the United States today... Is this true? Only two are consumed directly by humans as food. The remaining eight are used in almost equal shares for animal feed and for ethanol. I don't even know. Is that... I'm going to say... Is that... that uh, To George Carlin, is that a real question? Yeah. Oh. Eight are used for only two or only two ears of the corn that are grown out of the ten. Only two are used by people. Yeah, only two's are two are eaten. And yeah, I would say of course that's true. It's true. It's true. You know what I learned? If you're going to guess, guess cockily. Because you you know what I mean. Like of course it's fucking true. Because if you're wrong, who gives a shit? You're wrong. But if you're right, you're fucking right. So, and I'll t- I'll tell you. Who, excuse me. Excuse me. I just figured that out. And then we'll get back to your, your uh, statistics, uh-huh. is what I call them. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what psychics do. We've talked about it on the show. That's what they do. They go in with conviction. What's the worst thing if they're wrong? They can still fix it. But if they're right, motherfucking sell it like a motherfucker. Can I tell you, I did not think this would work like this. Oh, God. And he goes on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just made that this morning. <laughs> so hold on. Lim just made that this morning. Yes, they. what are you, me to the him as I am to the music that he does? We all think we want to. Yes. The listeners, Lynn just said that he made that this morning. All right, listen, let's, let's, take, let's take it easy here. 
What was I just talking about that I got? I know I interrupted you, but no, then, no, I, it's, then it's I interrupted okay. myself with something. What was I talking about? Seriously. Oh, the psychics. Oh, yes. So say no when I ask you this question. Okay. Go, who's Dave? No, I, no. Okay. If that happens, they go, I want you to be careful. There's going to be a business trend. And then they get out of their lie into the most descript, like, I'm not fucking nervous at all. I guessed right. You watch this. Now, for the hell of it, say yes, you know them. And watch how good it looks if they're right. They go in with, like, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not asking. I'm telling you. I'm not even saying, is there a Dave? They go in with this conviction, and here's what they do. Do I think that all psychics are bad? I bet there's people with premonition. I don't, th- I don't know the answer to that, so I don't want to sound stupid. I think there's probably people that have senses and all that. I don't deny that. I, den- I, 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 I deny or have uh, trepidation about the people that are on TV that know that there's no way and go, I'm not feeling it. Yes, I think you're full of shit. And if I'm wrong, that's okay. If someone uh, spiritual ex- advised me that John Edwards isn't a big lying crock of shit – that if I had a show like Oprah where I had a budget, I'd make him take a lie detector test, and I can't believe no one ever has because I think he's full of shit. Because he's exactly I, what he Todd. does. You ready? Who's John? John is, Who is John? He's my, my brother's name, John. Okay, I'm feeling a very strong sense. So, right, and guess what? Guess how much he has to lose if this happens. Who's John? John is uh, – I, I don't know anyone close okay, to him. Okay, I want you to be very careful. March, in the month of March, you're going to have a business transition. It might be a car. It might be a house. It might be something you're buying online. Uh-huh. I want you to beware of a gentleman by the name of John. I'm probably seeing his wrong name last. I'm positive it's a John. I'm seeing John Richer. See what I mean? He just went... Yeah, it wasn't the part you but wanted to guess what, that there was plays a John. Along, they go, well, like, I know a guy named Jack, and I think his real name is John. Well, it's- people love to, you know, think they're going to be able to talk to their, uh, you know, their dead dog. So they'll say anything. Who's John? Uh, I know a Jason. Uh, what the fuck? I'll get your, you win. I'll pay. Anyway, that's not the point. Oh, that's not nice. By the way, you know, I think it's funny. There's a, we can, um, <laughs> I don't know. You know my aunt? People say you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. Mm-hmm. She smoked four packs of cigarettes a day. No bullshit. She lived to be 28. <laughs> <laughs> so you think, so give me yours. Give me yours. See if you can do it. You're like, like, oh, you know what they say? And you tell a story about an uncle. But it's always younger. It's always like, oh, we thought it, the, the story was, hey, you know, Tom, though, you do have to take care of yourself, though. I mean, if you want to live a long uh, life. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. You hear that, but it's mostly genetics. I have an uncle. Every day he got up, he, he, he drank a bottle of whiskey, not the good stuff either. Oh. He'd put it in his Fruit Loops. And then he'd, he'd bring uh, some to work, and he'd get drunk at work. Yeah. He ate nothing but Taco Bell oh. every night and lived to be 15. <laughs> Seriously, no bullshit. My uncle, everyone says take care of yourself, take care of yourself. My uncle woke up every day, injected heroin into his head. It made his head feel like it was unbelievable. Did that every day from when he was 15 to 20. Every day injected his heroin. You know what? He lived to be 40. Nah, I think you topped it off. Anyway, I want to play for you. Hi, I'm Todd Glass, CEO of Radio Shack. I'll take anything. Radio Shack, we're, uh, what do you have down there? Nothing. I just brought some stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, First of know, all, we you should. You know how you just. You, you, why don't we get a picture yeah, of this? Because so, we don't have Mike. No, I, I didn't bring it for that. Oh. <laughs> Shut up. Well, you know how so like, you're leaving your house. <laughs> I love- and, you know, I, I have 
my, my contact lenses and a pen in here. You just, like, you brush the top of your dress, and you just put stuff in a bag, and sometimes you pick up things. <laughs> First of all, you have to see. I want people to know there's no way he accidentally brought this. It looks like this is the size of no, a I'm coffee just... table, and it has a trunk, and it opens up, and he's oh. claiming that he just brought it accidentally. Is there a dummy in there? No. Oh, I'm... my God. Did you get a dummy? I'm not. It would be embarrassing to open it. No, let me see what you have in there. No, forget about it. I didn't bring it for that. Well, I Tom, brought it you, by you, accident. Tom, you brought it by accident, but I will tell the listener this: you did take it and put it on top of the table, and it's like two and a half feet by one and a half feet. It's gigantic. I was worried that a rodent. To George Carlin, by the way, he really did bring this trunk. It's not the biggest trunk in the world, but no, seriously, what, what is in there? Can you show us? I'm going to have to go over there and open it. Would you, you just open Because d- it looks weird if I opened well, it. It's a puppet. I, you know how it is. You, you just, like, grab oh, things. you motherfucker. <laughs> what? Ah, it's better than I ever thought. I had no idea. You knew you brought this. No, I didn't. You swear, I, you swear to God. Look, I just have a big bag and things well, fall Tom, in this there. thing is gigantic. You couldn't. You guys, you were going to love this. Are you videotaping this? Yeah. This was it, totally first, oh. You know me how I am. I'm going to break character and then go right back into it. Yeah. If you were this person, what a fucking prick. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's why I love the bit. I could only do okay, it for you. You, are gonna, you have no idea you're going to love this. But keep in mind, everybody in the room, picture he's really trying to sell it as what? I don't even know what it is. Like, I mean, he might think, what is it? I don't, he doesn't remember. Look, I got, I got my contact lenses. Okay, and okay you ready? Oh, God. This is real. Oh, oh, this is in, oh, as, oh, oh, This does not look right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it makes me seem like I care oh, about awards. awards. I don't care about awards. It's the, uh, entertainment isn't a competition. Oh, my God. <laughs> And if, and if somebody were to win one, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're better than everyone else. Maybe, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But Tom, oh. I, I didn't know what you had in that box, but the fact that you're trying to go, you know what? Like when I was opening it, you peeked your head over like you forgot what was in there. Tom, what is did in you there? really think I meant to bring that on your show? I don't know. <laughs> it does seem, can I be honest? I'll go back into the bit. It does seem, and by the way, what is this from? This is obviously it's a... It's an Emmy Award. And from working on what show? Um, uh, oh, PBS Kids. Read it. I can't, I can't remember. I got a lot of awards. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't. I'm a little bit... It's a little dark in here right now. But I, I don't think I've ever held one of these before. I got three. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, when you brought that in, when did you think I'm going to bring that in? It is the funniest... Well, it, it occurred to me... It's um, for uh, outstanding writing in an animation series for Word Girl... Yeah. Can I have that? A daytime Emmy. Daytime. And by the way, I would never be the guy that would make a joke. Oh, is that what it's for? I know. Let me tell you something. I would fucking... You know, there's that person. Oh, is it this? Can I have it? Sure. <laughs> Seriously, Tom, yeah. I'm not joking around. I... This is real, and it would mean the world... I don't know if you know... You know I'm kidding, right? Okay. I got nervous for a second. You were looking at me like... <laughs> no, no, I was going to go. I was going to go with it. Yeah, well, in this bit, are you going to give it to me, or are you going to explain no, to me why you couldn't give no, it to I was me? No, I was going to say that, that after I go on and on about how awards don't mean anything to me, and then you ask for it, and then I was going to backpedal. Tom, if there's any way... You, if, you know, because the only reason I'm asking is and, and, and because I know that they don't mean anything to yeah, you. Yeah, they don't. I mean, it's stupid that they even they have really these award don't. shows. You know? I mean, they don't. Can I be honest? Yeah. I swear to God, 
I thought you were being a little bit. Ki- I thought you were kidding. Honestly, I, I just believe it in your someone's eyes. opinion. You don't care about this. Not a bit. Can I tell you something? I, and it might not make me look as full as a person as you. Mm-hmm. This award is. Oh, I, I hate to cry. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry. Um, it used to be a bit between me and my dad that one day I would get an award like this. Hmm. And I think even if it was because a friend gave it to me and I know that I didn't earn it, but I maybe got it an honorary award, hmm. I would, this would mean the world for me to keep this. Yeah, and I know it means the end no. of the show. You can keep it over there. Yeah, <laughs> you no motherfucker. You really show your true colors. You don't wait around. Oh, sure. At the end of the show, you think you're going to try to. No, I'm, I would like it for, for good. I, would, you know, I know what that, you know what what's great about it that it doesn't mean anything to you. I'm gonna have to check with um, who uh, my high school writing teacher. What what's she have to do with it? Um, or well, he? I, I don't want to be. I uh, was gonna give he or she a chance. I think she wanted. To, can I get it back to you? Right, let me put this on the table. <laughs> put, let's put away the cameras. Tom, that was great. Uh, it, when it, I open that suitcase, I'm open that suitcase. I go, what could it be? I thought you would know. I had no idea. And then. I, it's just so funny. It's one of those sort of like, this will be great because... Really good. Hold on. Let me fix that. Keep talking. Well, it, it was the perfect sort of dickish thing to, uh, that I knew that you would appreciate. Okay. We're good. You know what? We're not going to edit. I'm going to keep this over here. I'm keep, we're doing it real time. I'm... Here's another fact or opinion. I'm not sure which. Um, adding granola to your yogurt tastes great. Three exclamation points. <laughs> Is that a factor of opinion? I, I didn't hear that. I was neatening up. <laughs> okay. Usually I would edit that out, but you know what happened? We're doing the show, and then all of a sudden I got to uh, clean up bottles and put, your, put your, uh, the case that it came in back. Uh, all right, how many pictures do we need? What if the rest of the show people are like really start going, I can't, I can't ever get anybody back. People are like, that's... Look at her. Look at no, those tits. No, to, to get back to me. <laughs> Look at the tits on that. The, what is that? Uh, what, who's, is everybody good? Okay. Here, one more short that shows I am quite shallow, and I'm not just – I kind of revealed that as a joke. But uh, w- w- in the category was the, uh, the TV series Kung Fu Panda, mm-hmm. and uh, we beat them. And I had been hired to write the pilot and then fired off of it. So it was, and then you, and then that's great. It was especially sad. Well, can I tell you, I have a theory about when things like that happen. Look, you don't want that to be your being. And you certainly right, get right. that you can't live a, you can't have a good life if you're always, I'll show them and I'll right. show them. But I think it's healthy. Let's hypothetically put a number on it. If 95% of the time in your life, if you, we're going to put a number, you are, you are spiritual. You, you get it. You know, I don't I got fired from there, but I don't want to wish them any harm. And you don't want to be that right. person. Isn't it better when the moments when you go, I got to admit it felt good to just enjoy it? And I think that's a moment you're talking about, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. But I know you for a long, long time, and I know that doesn't consume you, that type of thought process. So when you have a moment of it, yeah, fucking just go, yeah. Because you know what? It reminded me of when Howard Stern was interdu- interviewing Rodney, and he had, they'd done Caddyshack. Now, I don't know the details of it, but I know they probably thought they could do it without him. And you know what? They could have been right. They could have went, oh, they thought they couldn't do it without Rodney. It happens, and it was a fucking – the second one, I hate to say it, it was bigger. Uh, Rodney should have just accepted the money. You know, whatever it was that they didn't want Rodney, you know. Well, anyway, or maybe – so anyway, so, uh, so anyway, on Howard Stern, he goes, aren't you glad when it bombed? And he goes, oh, you know, I don't wish anybody – Ill. you know, it's all right. And they go, come on. Well, he finally needed him. He goes, oh, yeah, you're right, you know. They think – and then he went off. And it was great because it was like, you know, sort of one of those moments. Of course, if you're Rodney and you do Caddyshack and the second one works – 
to sit home and it flops, good. Yeah. yeah they, Can't do Caddyshack it, without me. It, they shouldn't have done a second one at all anyway. Mike. Although I do love when, I don't know why, but with Valeria Bertinelli, what was the show she was on? And then they, and then she wanted, she didn't come to an agreement and they just killed her in an episode. I love that they go, they kill her. She wants more money. Nope, I'm not doing it. I'm the star of the show. They're not going to drop me. Into the writer's room. Uh, Valerie Bertinelli dies there, uh, next week. So write her off. She dies. Or in a month, you know. They kill her. They bring in Sandy Duncan and the show's a hit. So Did it's they like, do that? Yeah, that was, um, uh, what was the show with Sandy Duncan? Was the mom? Hogan's family? I know that I'm right. We could do some. We could come back to it. But people, it was a show where Valerie Bertinelli was the mom. Something happened in in in, in uh, what do you call it when you're negotiating? I think it was a year into the show. Everyone's going to YouTube it and they'll know the details of it. But are we doing it right now as we talk? No. No. Okay. Are we well, no. Why would we want to do that? <laughs> no. What, what? Instead, he's going. We're about one thirty. Want to take? Oh, he's writing me a note. So we're about, what, an hour and a half into the show? Yeah, we've done about an hour and a half. Okay, let me admit this now. We're going to try to do two shows today, folks, because, Tom, that, I didn't want to make you nervous, but we're not around next week, so we're doing two shows. But I want to make sure each show crescendes. So Cres- we're, you know, like ends with a big... Crescendos. Crescendos. Do you want to, like, just wrap this and then start a new one? I think we're going to find something to do to wrap this one. Well, it's still going to be just a two-part show, Todd, but it'll have a little bit of a... What? You could do some karaoke or something to bridge the two shows. You I know, maybe what a, we're going to do... We have do. a song, You'll Never Walk, or whatever it's okay. called. That, <laughs> that's a good idea. Why are you changing your tone to be so soft like that? No, I'm not. Talk normal. <laughs> what? Talk normal. You I'm do that as a normal. character. <laughs> Sit I'm back. Talking. And talk like a man. Wait, say what? What? Now that's an extreme too. You told me to talk like a man. Chris is. Well, you're, don't worry. You know me. We'll talk about it off the air. We can toughen it up a little. Yeah. Um. Later today on What the Fuck with Mark Marin. Mark sits down and has an in-depth interview with somebody. <laughs> now back to the Todd Glass Show. Twenty bucks that cost me. That's right, folks. These shows aren't made for free. I got Jingle Joe. I got Lynn full-time helping me out. It's a process here. So here's what I think Chris is talking about, and I think we will do that. We're going to take a break, but I'm going to try to sing a song. Now, I don't have to play it if it doesn't happen, but it'll bridge these two shows together. But I thought a great way to end this show, not end it, because it's a two-part show. I'm just looking for a place to take a break. Let's put it that way. Um, Oh, what do I do? The bad improv comic? Should I do that? Where I'm yelling out bits? And then, but I don't want to, but I'm not doing them. That or the guy who has, has to ask the question. Oh, we already did that. Yeah. Uh, okay, this is what we'll do. So we'll come back. We have a lot more. We have a lot more. I'm very excited. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to do this, this bit. It's, this is a guy who does improv, and he wants, he's acting like people are yelling stuff out that they're not yelling out. And the crowd starts getting very aggressive. I mean, really mad. They're like, we didn't fucking yell that. We didn't yell at. Why are you? And then, oh, this comes from the idea Lynn Shore on the way home. We were doing improv in the car, joking, and he kept going, all right, crane operator. And we're in the car. We're all going, no, no one yelled crane operator. He goes, okay, crane operator. <laughs> but eventually, I hope this goes right. You guys yell away from the mic so it's loud, but it's not directly into the mic. And every so often, let someone lead a little organically, like, you know, so we can hear you know what I mean? You, can, you want to rumble over each other, but you definitely want to at one point hear somebody go, no, nobody yelled that. And then I get aggressive. And 
That's the bit. So I try to do it as this is the first night it's ever happened to me. The audience is, you know, caught on to my bullshit and they're not accepting it. And they should accept it. Even in, in I know this is a bit, but in real life, you know. So uh, I'll go up to the stage and then we'll do it. Is that cool? Yeah. And then we're and then we'll take a real break. And then and then to bridge the gap, we're going to put me attempting record it separately, uh, attempting to sing when you walk through a storm. I don't know if I can do it or not, but I'm going to try. And uh, the audio and we'll just we'll play it. Maybe I'll play it either way. So. This is fun, everybody, right? Fun at home. <laughs> fun at home. I see. I know you're there, sitting on the treadmill. <laughs> I'm running on the treadmill. <laughs> well, I hope our listeners aren't sitting on treadmills. You know what? Sit on a treadmill. I don't give a shit. Right? Have fun. Okay. You're good. All right. So I'm going to go to the mic. We'll do this bit. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Big round of applause for la, 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 the improv troupe, uh, you know, hoopy poopy, whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'm just a guy that does improv. All right, everybody. Can we take that reverb out? So what I'd like to do is end the show with a little improv, the way I normally end the show. So you guys yell out anything, a, a profession, and I'll do it. Any profession at all. Shoe salesman. Cobbler. Doctor. Carpenter. Okay, so over there, I think we'll, we'll go with that nice, pretty little lady over there, crane operator. There's so no what I'm going to do... No, nobody said crane Okay, no so what I'd like to do... We heard crane operator nobody over there. Said that. Nobody, nobody said it. Nobody said it. All right, listen up now. So what I'll do for the pretty little lady over there, I'm going to do crane operator. No, she did not say she that. She said crane no. operator. No. I heard her. No, she said doctor. Maybe she said train conductor. Why don't we ask her? She's all the way over there. Over there, and then, uh, excuse me, ma'am, this guy doesn't know the holy's digging. Didn't you fucking say crane operator? No. Let her talk, buddy. Sorry. Let her fucking talk. No, you're right. Jesus Christ, you're an aggressive crowd. She said crane operator. What did you say? Train operator. Thank you. No. So what I'd like to do is a little crane operator. She said train. She said train. Why don't we just do it again? God damn it. Okay, yell out a place anywhere at all. A place, a veterinarian's office. What a sex job. Yeah. A, a place, not a city. You understand that? Okay, so anything like a veterinarian office, a veterinarian office, something like that. Car dealer. Okay, I hear you. I'm not stupid. What did you say? The gym. The gym. Farm. A farm. All righty, there you go. Okay, okay. what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take you all now. We're all going to the veterinarian's office. Now, no, um, wait, wait, wait. no one said, no, that. said that. No one said that. You said I heard someone say it. No, nobody said it. Nobody no said, it. said you. that. You said they said it. Bullshit. That. Fuck you. Who the fuck you, buddy? I heard over there specifically veterinarian. Fuck you. Fuck you. You suck. You suck. You want the fucking whore. Fuck you. You suck. Fuck you. I'm not scared of this crowd, you fucking idiots. Fuck you. I heard. You're breaking the law of improv. You're breaking the improv law. Fuck you. Fuck you. No, that's. You're breaking the improv law. That's not improv. Your mom's a whore. I'm going to tell you something that Bob Dylan told his audience when they yelled out he sucked. He said, I don't believe you. But my mom is a whore. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you people. I like that. All righty, everybody. Thanks a lot. You want Bob Dylan's submarine? No, I didn't say fuck you. I said submarine. 
You're listening to the Todd Glass Show. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. We're number one. That's right, everybody. Listen to the... Oh, here's what we're going to do. We'll take a break. And you'll play the Brady Bunch uh, parody that someone made me. Okay. Okay? Brings back some good memories. I watched the Brady Bunch when I was little. So, uh, you want to play it through the house? And then we'll listen to it and then we'll take a break. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> All right, so we'll play the Brady Bunch. Okay, and then we'll take a break on this. Bring it up. Here's a story of a man named Todd Glass Who dreamt of hanging out with comic friends They could act out funny bits and bail out early Discuss the golden girl Hey, it's Todd. I don't know how to come on at the end. I don't want to scare you. I don't normally come on at the end. But on two-parters, I do. I don't know if it were to break it up. Was that an okay place? Did you like it? Guess who's going to be on the show on November 26th? Doug Stanhope. That's right. So I just came on the end of the show to say goodbye. Guess what we're going to do in L.A.? I don't know exactly when, but we'll get it done. We did the sleepover. We're going to do the show on mushrooms one time. Maybe that's what we'll do with Doug. That couldn't be any more appropriate. Um, With Doug Stanhope. It's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Um, But we're going to have a silly dance party at the uh, Meltdown. It's going to be fun. There'll be bits and stuff. We're not going to silly dance for two hours straight, but every, like... We're going to do it, then take a break and do a bit, then do it, then take a break. It's going to be so much fun. Eddie Pepitone will be the doorman, hopefully. If not, somebody will do an impersonation of him. We're going to hire, well, I don't want to tell you what we're going to do, but picture Eddie there. Are you silly dancing? I specifically saw you nuts. There's people here bearing their soul. What are you doing over there? I was just trying to dance normal. Normal? No, I, uh, you look like you've got a prepared dance. You and your girlfriend swinging each other around. Where'd you learn to dance? Did you go to dance school? Yes, I did. Get the fuck out of here! This is silly dancing. This is where people come to bear their soul and people that can't dance. Oh, my. All right, so there's that. And then, um... When are we coming to your city? We, we will, as the, as the months go on. But you know what? If I'm in your city, it's like this. Hey, I'm in your city. But now I'm in your head. Think about it. Then you don't got to spend the money on tickets. I'm in your ears. Now you might say, but you're not really. Well, yes, I am. I'm with you. Just because you tell me to let go of it doesn't mean I can let go of it. Yes, it does. Stop. 
Stop worrying about that thing you have to do. I try to keep it very generic. Oh, my God, I have a thing that I'm doing. I've done this joke before. I like when he does the joke that he did before again. All right, everybody. I'm proud of you. What if somebody's doing something bad, though? We've talked about that. All right, this can't go on any longer. Have a, have, have a blessed day. <laughs> fine don't get upset i'm just being silly i'm not in love with you i'm in love with you i mean in a spiritual sense all right everybody bye now leaving nerdist.com